Craig College's official radio station. Listen to us online anytime at radio.newberry.edu. Now you can listen to Newberry College Radio on the go. Just download the free app, tune in, and search for Newberry College Radio. All right, we're back here on Sports Talk Live Friday afternoon. Looks like it's going to be a nice sunny day outside. You can see through the window here. And uh, last Friday was a little rainy. Actually, I'll tell you a funny story. <laughs> last Friday, I was getting out of my car as I uh, pulled into Newberry. And, of course, it was raining. So the door, as I got out of the car, was slippery because it was all wet. And unfortunately, as I was going to close the door, I don't really—I don't close it by the handle. I just close it by the actual door itself. And as I was closing the door, my hand slipped, and my finger got caught in. And of course, going full speed now, mind you, the door slammed right into my finger. So that was last Friday. An awful day that was. Didn't get to do the show. And uh, so yeah, my finger's a little screwed up from that incident last week. Uh, but we're here now with sports talk. And like I said, I wanted to get your thoughts. Um, on this question, like we said, that uh, all week long that I've been hearing, and the one question that I think that this happens basically any time we have a team, when any team, like like I was saying, you know, basically anything I'm talking about, you can substitute your own team in for, like I said, I'm just talking about the Patriots. Um, but basically any time that, you know, you're facing another team, the question's always going to come up. Well, you know, if you could pick one person from this team from this team and put them on your team, what would it be? So that question's been circling around here in Boston now for um, the Buccaneers. And I'll tell you, they have a lot of weapons. I'm not going to lie. You know, this is not the Buccaneers of the past few seasons, you know, like eight years ago. Well, not eight years ago, but like, you know, like five years ago when it was, you know, John Gruden in his, on his last legs in Tampa Bay and they were just depleted nothing. Bruce Gradkowski was their quarterback, um, one, of the be- you know, one of the biggest journeyman quarterbacks, uh, backup journeyman quarterbacks on the league today. They had nothing. Uh, but now they've been sort of building stuff up over there. So they do have some weapons, especially on the offense. So I've heard people say um, a lot of different answers to this question, and I'm dumbfounded, but, you know, so here we go. So I've heard people say that they'd want Vincent Jackson. You know, what, what one player, who would you take? Vincent Jackson. Okay, you know, my response, okay, solid number one elite talent for sure. Instantly makes your receiving core Super Bowl worthy. Instantly. You know, because he's just one of those guys. There's only a handful of those guys in the league. You know, a guy like a Larry Fitzgerald or Calvin Johnson, you know, you know, obviously a um, uh, Vince Jackson, a guy that's elite and can just make your team instantly a Super Bowl contender with your uh, wide receiving core. So, okay, I could see where you would say that. And uh, it would greatly, like I said, it would greatly help the Patriots' anemic passing game. You know, they have some terrible problems with the wide receiving core. As we know, those rookie wide receivers have been awful. And you add Vincent Jackson in there, oh, perfect. You know, basically all your problems get solved, you know, because you can throw it to him. And then if he's double covered, that opens up these other rookie wide receivers, take some pressure off them because now they only, you know, it's man, it's man coverage. They only have to be one guy. And, you know, they feel a little bit more comfortable because they know the pressure is being taken off uh, by Jackson and, you know, it will work out. Okay. You know, so I see, you know, I see what you're talking about. So then I've heard people answer with Deshaun Goldson. Okay, solid safety, probably one of the best in football. I'm not going to lie. He's one of the best out there. His game's a little old because, of course, you know, we saw that, you know, that hit that he had a couple weeks ago 
Um, I can't remember who they were playing, but he had a hit. Of course, he gets you know suspended. He peels the suspension. So his game's a little old. And when I say old, I mean, you know, if he had been playing in 2003, his game would be phenomenal. But now with the hits and the new regulations, probably not, you know, perfect to have on your team because he's like one of the older guys, but, you know, still effective. So, um, like I said, solid safety. Um, and I would agree, like I said, for the Pats, they're thin at the safety position, not going to lie. Uh, Devin McCourty, I still think, is perfect at the safety position. I wouldn't put him anywhere else. I, we all know that he got drafted uh, as a cornerback. Spent His first year at cornerback was pretty good. Second year was awful completely. And then, you know, we're moving around to set safety. Now he's officially at safety. And I like him at safety. He's a little bit of ways, way, ways away, though. I mean, I think in, a, in like five years he'll be one of the better safeties in football. But I think he's, you know, not there yet. Of course, um, Alfonso Dennard, obviously. Um, also, a kind of guy that's you know having some problems, uh, his parole and all all of his legal troubles. You know that's looming down the line. He might get pulled. I doubt it, but he might not be able to play later on in the season, like in December. Um, so yeah, Deshaun Goldson. Okay, I see where you are right there. That's not bad. Like I said, I agree that they're in uh, weak at the safety position. That people throw Doug Martin at me. Okay, solid, you know, franchise running back. You know, he's a game changer, not going to lie. And we saw um, what he was able to do last year. Burst onto the scene was great for Tampa Bay. You know, um, I don't really value running backs that much. I think that it's a passing league now. And I think even the quarterback position is changing to that Chip Kelly, you know, uh, read option quarterback, a quarterback that can move. I think the pocket passer is slowly starting to dwindle away. And I think that your running back, while that happens, I think your running back uh, value is sort of slowly starting to dwindle away as well. Uh, But you can obviously use another quarterback to be another facet of your offense. I certainly see that. Um, So I see Doug Martin. And I, you know, so then I look at it, and when I want to have my answer, because this is like the majority of the answers I've heard involve, um, involve Vincent Jackson, sorry about that, Vincent Jackson, Sean Goldson, and Doug Martin. And so I step back and I look at it for a second, and mind you, I like I said, I'm seeing this from the Patriots' perspective, but my answer works for basically any team out there. And, you know, I say, are you all on crack? Hello, Darrell Revis is the guy, the best defensive player in the NFL today. No question about it. Any position on the defensive side of the football, Darrell Revis is the guy. Darrell Revis is it, number one. And, you know, the result, you know, he makes your defense instantly better. He makes any team better. I don't care what team it is. I don't care if it's the Patriots. I don't care if it's the Jaguars. He makes your defense better overall just by having him there. Like we said, best defensive player in the game by far. If you were watching the NFL Network last week uh, for the Patriots, and even if you're watching last night, they already have an NFL fo- They already have a uh, football life out for him. The guy hasn't even been playing that long. This goes to show you how much they value, the NFL values him, and I think everybody should as well. I think that he is the best overall talent in the game today on the defensive side of the ball. And so when people are throwing Doug Martin at me, I mean, come on, Darrell Revis is the guy. <laughs> and I, It's a passing league nowadays, and I know that points are a plenty in the regular season. I'm aware of that, but when it really comes down to it at the end of the day, it really tightens up in the playoffs. And so if you could stop teams through the air in the playoffs, 
You're golden. Look at the Giants. Look at the Ravens. And people want to say that I want Vincent Jackson. Come on. If you can have anybody on that team, obviously, if Revis isn't there, yeah, sure, give me Vincent Jackson. But Darrell Revis, you're going to pass up Darrell Revis? And then people want to say, oh, well, he has a big contract, you know, all that money. Who cares? I'll clear anybody out for him as long as <laughs> I really don't care. You, you're going to give me Darrell Revis? Please. I'll take him any day. And because he's just the best. And I would have said this when he was with the Jets, too. He's just the best. Just look at what he's done. So don't give me this crap of, well, it's a big contract. Well, he doesn't fit our team needs. It doesn't matter what your team needs. He instantly makes your team better. Instantly. And so I wanted to just address that. I think that anybody who's saying, well, I'd take Deshaun Goldson. Well, I would take uh, Vincent Jackson or Doug Martin. Eh, please, come on. Where are you like? Are you living in today's NFL? And I know that people are saying, "Well, you know, it doesn't really matter with the cornerback and all that." It, yes, it does. And Darrell Revis is the best cornerback to come along, really, for a long time in the NFL. Basically, the last decade, Darrell Revis is the guy in modern NFL. Darrell Revis is the guy. There's nobody like Darrell Revis. And when Akeem Talib came here last year, we were talking about, "Well, Talib's a shutdown corner, shutdown corner." He really isn't. But he's the closest thing that you can get to a shutdown corner because really the only shutdown corner there is in the NFL today is Darrell Revis. And, you know, that's the Patriots' sort of answer to Darrell Revis. You know, I love Akeem Tlaib. Is he where Revis is? No. But he's he's sort of there, almost. Not really quite there because Darrell Revis is on another level. So if you give me anybody on that Buccaneer team, anybody, that's the guy. And... You know, Vincent Jackson, come on. <laughs> you know, like I said, I'm not devaluing Vincent Jackson. I'm not devaluing any of these guys. Goldson, Martin, uh, Vincent Jackson. I'm not, you know, devaluing any of these guys. However, if you're going to give me anybody on the Buccaneers, I'm taking Vincent Jackson. Thank you. I mean, I'm taking Darrell Revis. Thank you and goodbye. Um, so yeah, that, that was just my interesting Buccaneers discussion here for the show today. You know, uh, I'd be interested to hear what you would think about that as well also a huge story that's been playing in the nfl airwaves now for the past couple days ever since it broke is um trent richardson is now making his way to the indianapolis colts and i think this is a great move really for both teams and i've heard both sides of this argument that they don't need richardson the colts don't need richardson what are they doing it's a first round pick you're gonna have a first round pick for a running back um and then of obviously everybody, I don't, I don't, I haven't heard anybody that's not uh, thinking that it's good for the Browns because for the Browns it's a first round pick. You take a first round pick any way you can get. I know that the Colts are probably going to be a playoff team, so that pick's probably going to be somewhere in the twenties. But I still think it's a good uh, time for the Buccaneers to sort of stockpile pick. I mean, the Browns to stockpile picks because they're not they're not any way, shape, or form close to even winning at all. They're still rebuilding. They've been rebuilding ever since they came into the league back in expansion in ninety nine. The only good season they had was in two thousand two with Kelly Holcomb. Um but now I don't mind them doing that, of course. But I think the more interesting side is the Colts side of things, because people are saying that, well, why are you valuing that high? Andrew Luck and the Colts are almost basically right there because the AFC, you know, people have been talking about it a lot, is very, very, very much wide open. Obviously, you have the Broncos who are at the top. They're the class of the AFC this year. And then you basically have everybody else. 
And I think that the Patriots are up with everybody else. I don't think the Patriots are as nearly as good as the Broncos. I think that their defense at this point, I'd flip a coin between the Patriots defense and the and the, Bucking, and the Broncos defense. I know I've been talking them up greatly here, but at least at this point in the season, like if they were going to play tomorrow, I'd probably flip a coin because I think it could probably go either way. Uh, but I think at the end of the towards the end of the season, the Patriots will certainly be right there. However, I think right now, you know. Broncos, geez, I keep mixing up the Bucks and the Broncos. I think the Broncos have the better defense right now. Obviously, the offense far and away, no question. You know, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, obviously, you can have your arguments there. But Tom Brady, um, excuse me, Peyton Manning now has, you know, Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker, Wes Welker, and Thomas's tight end has been emerging as a weapon as well. So I think that the Broncos, no question, are the class of the AFC this year. And then you basically just have everybody else at the bottom. And um, so now I think that the Colts, with that group of everybody else at the bottom, are sort of realizing, hey, we're basically almost there. We're basically with the New Englands and the Houstons. We're with them. And, yeah, we got beat at home by the Dolphins. But are the Dolphins really going to be there You know, at the end of the year? No. So I think it's just a hot win at the beginning of the season. I think that's what the Colts are writing off as well. And they feel, honestly, obviously with the injury of Vic Ballard, Vic Ballard now on IR, not going to be there for the rest of the season, why not go out and get a running back, and a good running back at that? Trent Richardson, I know that, I mean, he had a lot of touchdowns last season, he had 11 touchdowns in his rookie season. A lot of those came at the goal line, I believe seven of those came with under under four yards. So that stat is a little misleading, but I still think that there's value there for the Colts. And I think a lot of people are misjudging this trade for the Colts. I think that they're thinking, well, what are you evaluating a running back for that for? You don't need a running back. I think at this point, it's another weapon for uh, Andrew Luck. If that's another facet of the game, because obviously they don't have it. I mean, they had Donald Brown, Ahmad Bradshaw. It's been looking awful for the Colts so far in the running game. And, of course, Vic Bell was their only sort of hope. Now that he's gone, they basically have nothing. And so do they want to be the New England Patriots with only the passing game? I don't think they do. So they're basically smarting, smarting up and saying, hey, we don't want to be the Patriots and only having you know a good passing game. We, gotta have, we, we want to surround uh, Andrew Luck, and we want to surround our offense with as many weapons as we possibly can. Let's go out and get Trent Richardson. I think it was a great move. You know, you add an elite running back, that's just another um, weapon on that offense. It's just another thing that they can use uh, throughout the rest of the season and you know into the playoffs. If he can stay healthy for the Colts, it's going to be you know one of the better moves I think that we've seen. And hopefully, this will open up the trading in the NFL because we all remember last season. We of course we talked about it a few minutes ago. Patriots trade for Keep Talib at the trade deadline. Now it's like an early trade in the season. I would love to see more trades in the NFL. They just don't happen for you know you know inexplainable reasons. They just don't happen. You know they happen everywhere else. You know NBA. You know say what you will, but I mean. Baseball, they happen all the time. Basketball, they happen all the time. Hockey, they happen all the time. Trades happen in other sports. Just the NFL doesn't happen unless, you know, it's once in a blue moon like Tlaib last year. I was shocked that they traded him because trades just never really happen. So I think that if you look at it this way, it could be good for the NFL as well. Get some more trades. You know, get some parity in the league and uh, get some, you know, more more of an excitement as far as trading goes. Because I think that's great. Franchise running back on the move. Thank you. <laughs> very, very interesting. And uh, we're going to take one last quick commercial break. When we come back, 
in the Talk to Take today. Bruins are back. The Boston Bruins are back. And, of course, NHL is back. If you're not a Boston Bruins fan, you know, everybody's coming back uh, for the regular season. 11 days until the first regular season game, the Montreal Canadiens and the Toronto Maple Leafs will kick it off for the NHL this season. And uh, so, and of course, your team will be coming up in the uh, next couple weeks as well. We're going to get into hockey preseason and what I think of it and what I think for the uh, Bruins so far. Uh, but uh, quick commercial break, and then we'll be back here on NCR, the official sound of Nighthawk Nation. You are listening to Newbury College Radio. <laughs> 